This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, it's Justine. And I'm Jenna. Welcome to episode 50 of the Same Brain Podcast. So today we actually have two special guests on the podcast. I'm so excited because as you guys know, it has been Apple week. It's actually been Apple season. Couple of months. We have Shruti and Luke on the line. So let's go ahead, dial in and see what they have to say. And let's chat about all things MacBook Pro, Final Cut. Oh, I'm excited. Me too. Okay. Let's go. Hey, guys, thanks so much for joining us today. Hi. So good to see you. You too. It's great to be here. Oh my goodness. There are so many updates. Like I'm honestly, I don't know about you guys. I'm sure you're also equally as overwhelmed, but I feel like this year has just been so incredible for tech, especially for you guys. Where should we even start? I mean, you had so many announcements and the most exciting thing I think for me is the ports are back. I know. Can you believe it? I actually can't. Oh, we're so excited about the new models of MacBook Pro. They have incredible performance, amazing battery life, a gorgeous liquid retina XDR display. And as you mentioned, awesome advanced connectivity that users are going to love. I mean, we have two new chips and two new MacBooks. And I think it's interesting that you guys decided to do the Pro and the Max version of the chips. So who do you kind of feel like this is being directed towards since there are two different versions? Like how would people kind of differentiate between that when they're like, all right, which one should I get? Let's talk about the similarities and the differences. M1 Pro has an advanced uh, CPU architecture up to a 10 core CPU. It's up to 70% faster than what uh, M1 CPU can do. So that's great power there. From a graphics standpoint, M1 Pro has a 16 core GPU, which is great graphics performance. Now, if you want the utmost in graphics performance, I would say go with the M1 Max, which has a 32 core GPU. And it also has 400 gigabytes per second of memory bandwidth, which is pretty game changing for really graphics intensive workflows. The other thing about M1 Max, um, which is really special, is that you can configure it with up to 64 gigabytes of unified memory. And what's amazing about unified memory is that it's available to the whole SoC not just the CPU, not just the GPU. So you have up to 64 gigabytes of memory available even for graphics tasks. Just watching the keynote and then I was like glancing over at my Mac Pro tower. I'm like, that thing has wheels on it because (laughs) I have to push it around my office to get it from place to place. And now you're fitting all of that power into a MacBook that I can just take on the plane, sit in bed and edit massive, huge projects. Like it's honestly mind blowing. It really is. And I've been using the M1 13 inch base level uh, MacBook Pro for the past year. All of my work I have been using just on that base level M1. And I'm thinking like, I've already had such an upgrade using that. Like I can't even imagine when I get my hands on this powerhouse, like it's gonna be life changing. I mean, I know you guys know because you work there and you have been living and breathing this, but the M1 13 inch, honestly really did change everything. I have run basically my entire business. All of my editing over the past year has been on that. And 
before you even announced the specs, I was like, two new chips. Oh man, we're in for it. Like I this can't is, wait. This is, it is such, it is so game changing. It is such a good point. The lineup of products with M1, they are, they have game changing performance. You can do 8K playback on a uh, M1 MacBook Pro. You can have lots of fun with video editing in 4K uh, on a M1 MacBook Air. One thing that is true about this architecture is it delivers extraordinary performance. And so there are cases in which the M1 Max chip um, outdoes uh, what Mac Pro can do. And one example of that is thanks to the ProRes accelerators that are built into the media engine. M1 Max has two of those engines for hardware accelerated encode and decode. So as a result, you can run seven streams of 8K ProRes in Final Cut Pro on a 16-inch MacBook Pro with M1 Max. That's more streams than on a 28-core Mac Pro with an afterburner card. So you are literally outdoing a workstation. It makes me really sad, but also really happy. I just see, <laughs> I just see Luke like shaking his head and smiling of excitement. Well, I, I mean, this is just amazing, isn't it? Just incredible performance to think that you can be there editing um, that many streams of 8K, full resolution, full frame rate video. But I do think the other part of this, which goes to your point about doing the job quicker, is also just incredible render and export speeds, right? So even when you're not working on that 30 streams of 4K masterpiece in ProRes 422, you're just going to be able to get your projects rendered and exported so much faster. It is one of those times where you just, I think, especially as someone who loves video, you just to take a deep breath. It's just so exciting. I know. I, I always read in my comments anytime I do any reviews, they're like, all you do is focus on video. I'm like, well, that is all I do. Like I live and <laughs> breathe this. And I'm very excited about some of the new Final Cut updates, which I didn't even realize this, that once the, the new update comes out here fairly soon for uh, Monterey, I believe you will be able to use the cinematic view. Like we can actually go in and edit that footage. So do you want to talk a little bit about that and like how that's going to kind of all work? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty awesome as well, isn't it? So of course we launched cinematic mode in September on the new iPhone 13 models. And what we're bringing to this version of Final Cut Pro, as you said, is the ability to edit that cinematic mode right there on the timeline. So what that means is you shoot your video and then you bring it into the editor and Maybe you want to adjust the depth effect. You can do it right there in the timeline. More interestingly, oh, actually, I forgot to focus on what I really wanted to focus on. I was doing my product review and I want to really focus in on the product. Don't have to reshoot. You can change those focus points right there in the editor while you're working. So. I actually think it's pretty revolutionary. I don't even know what to film. I'm so overwhelmed and so excited. Like that is and like you were, what you were saying with, you know, the cinematic mode, it really does take it into like, a, oh, I'll fix it in post. It gives it like a whole nother meaning because you right. really can fix it in post. It's like you don't have to, you know, concentrate on, oh, my face isn't in focus. You know, my sister's in focus. I can fix it in post and now I can fix it in Final Cut, which is absolutely incredible. Well, we're on Final Cut because you got me, got me started. Uh, of course, we have the new object tracker, which is also very exciting. That's exactly what I was um, going to ask you about yes. because I'm <laughs> very, very, very excited. Obviously, tracking's been around for a long time um, and you've had plugins um, and other apps that do a great job tracking, but it's a pretty complex and complicated workflow. So what's really nice about the object tracker, and we've always, already got really great feedback from customers, is it's, it's really easy to use. And unsurprisingly, it's super fast. You're just dragging and dropping an effect or a title. We use machine learning to figure out what you want to track. The results are really stunning, right? So what's really nice about this, folks who have seen those kinds of effects that want to be able to add them to their videos can now do these really kind of high level pro tracking effects and titles. 
um, really easily, which is very exciting. Let me add that all of this is very exciting, especially when you're working on HDR projects right. that look so gorgeous on your liquid retina XDR display, which has support for up to 1600 nits of peak brightness, a thousand nits of full screen sustained brightness, all supported in Final Cut. It's gorgeous. It's amazing to work on. I mean, after editing on a 13 inch MacBook for so long, like this is going to feel like we're at a movie theater. True. <laughs> Even just because I did, I ordered the maxed out 16 inch. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have like, I feel like I'm going to, yeah, like I'm going to be in a movie theater editing. But I will say though, the 14 inch, I think is going to be like a perfect size as well for anyone. I was like in between. I'm like, do I get the 14? Do I get the 16? But I really think that you can't go wrong with whatever you pick. For the first time, you know, you can have this smaller form factor notebook with power and performance. You can do 3D workflows with massive scenes with hundreds of millions of polygons, work on it fluidly. I mean, this is an, uh, these are workflows that were like unthinkable on a notebook, let alone a three and a half pound one. The other thing that I'm so excited about is the 16 inch MacBook, the previous version, it's a little loud when you're doing these processor intensive things with the fans, it would get really warm, but that's just kind of something that we just expected. Like that was just the norm for any laptop. And now the, the M1 and the, even the MacBook Airs, it's like you would try very hard to try to actually make these fans turn on. I couldn't even get the thing to be warm while I'm like editing and exporting. So I'm very excited to see that kind of being brought to like now the 16 inch lineup. These chips are so power efficient and the thermal architecture on these new MacBook Pros is so advanced that the combination of the two, it's hard to get the fans to turn on. So I would challenge you like in your workflow, like I would like to hear back if you if you're even able to turn them on, maybe in some of the, the higher end video editing, possibly you'll hear something, but they're so remarkably quiet. It's such a pleasure. And I, I'm sure you'll appreciate this as well as, as a video editor, just having that beautiful quiet machine when you're concentrating and uh, you might be pushing the machine a little bit, it's definitely uh, something that you notice. Yeah, I would always run into that issue where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm editing and I need to record some VO into that MacBook that is now spinning up because mm -hmm. I'm in right. the middle of a project. So this is gonna be really great. Oh, and that's great because you have studio quality mics at your beck and call on your MacBook Pro. And they actually, we've even upgraded them in this, in this uh, generation. They have uh, an even higher signal to noise ratio. So we'll capture even the subtlest sounds on a very quiet system. So you're going to sound great. Even the updated camera as well. It's now 1080p. So we have, you know, double the resolution with 1080p, as you mentioned. The lens is wider. It has a wider aperture. It lets more light in. The image sensor is all new um, and it has these advanced pixels that capture more light. The result is two times better low light performance. So you're going to look great, you know, no matter what conditions. So all of this comes together in an amazing FaceTime experience, an amazing video call experience. And one of the things, obviously, that we, I mean, we've all seen it on Twitter, you know, there's now a notch on the MacBook. And I mean, at first thought, you're like, why would they do that? And then when you think about it, it's like, that is the menu bar, like where that's at. A lot of that is unused space. What we've done is we've actually made the display taller. So you still have like on the 16 inch notebook, you still have a 16.0 active area on the diagonal in that 16 by 10 inch window. And we just grew the display up from there and put the menu bar up there. We just kind of moved it up and out of the way. So it's a really smart way to give you more space for your content. Um, and when you're in full screen mode, like you said, you have that um, 16 by 10 window and it, it looks great. It's seamless. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm just so excited to get my hands on it. Like I've honestly just, that's all I can think about. I mean, I love like the new, but also kind of going back to like the older design. I, I mean, I use the touch bar, but like not 
probably as much as I should. So I'm excited about the keyboard and uh, yeah, obviously the ports, the SD card is back. As someone who is always losing her dongle, <laughs> I'm excited that I can finally just, you know, take my SD card out of my camera, throw it into my, into my computer and just get my files. So it's- The convenience of having the SD card slot is there, the HDMI port. Um, and, you know, we've done a lot of like little things that are pretty cool on the ports. So for example, the headphone jack got an upgrade. It's not just a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack anymore. It now has support for high impedance headphones. Oh. So the jack will automatically detect the impedance of the headphones when you plug it in and um, modulate the current of um, delivered to the headphones based on um, the impedance. And so you'll get um, the right output um, on your headphones. And so this is great. So for folks who are, you know, audio files or, you know, using, um, you know, high impedance headphones, they no longer have to have an external amplifier when they're using them. One of the things that I noticed with the 13 inch M1 was how much better the battery life was. Previously, I wouldn't even consider editing anything unless I was plugged into the wall, but I actually was like, I, I can I can get away with editing for a long time before I have to find my charger. So the M1 battery life, and I can't even imagine what the battery life is going to be for editing on the new M1 Pro and the M1 Max. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about battery life? Absolutely. Um, power efficiency is such a big part of the design of M1, M1 Pro, and M1 Max. And the power efficiency is really important for two really big reasons. First of all, like you said, battery life is awesome. You can do so much more on a single charge. You can do, you know, video playback for hours on end on the 14 inch MacBook Pro, for example, you can go, you know, do 17 hours of video playback on a single charge. On the 16 inch MacBook Pro, it's up to 21 hours. Uh, wow. That's the longest battery life ever on a Mac notebook. You have um, this highly integrated SOC with unified memory. It is so efficient that you can do 8K color grading, you know, on ProRes 4x4 footage, add like multiple nodes of grading and do that plugged in or on battery and have the same performance. Play it back at 24 FPS or whatever the frame rate and not drop a single frame. And you're not going to see that on any other notebook. Well, now with MagSafe too, you can get actually a fast charge too, which is pretty awesome. I mean, the fact that you guys brought MagSafe back too is also exciting. MagSafe is back and it's super exciting. Um, and what's awesome is that um, the new USB-C to MagSafe 3 cable supports really high power delivery. So you can uh, achieve a really fast charge. So you go from zero to 30, or zero to 50% in 30 minutes, um, which is a great convenience when you need to charge. That's going to be great. We've that got the very fast. I know. And the, I mean, we even have the fast charging now with like the Apple watch. Like we're going to be, Oh my gosh. Cruising. What are we going to do with all our extra time? I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> but it's been awesome though. Even just, I keep uh, this whole year. I've just talked about how much I love the 13 inch M1. Cause even on flights, you know, these long trips, like I'm editing these extensive projects mm -hmm. on this. I was fine from like an, uh, a West coast, East coast flight. Like I could still edit and I'd still have battery left. So I think the, the conclusion is um, you'll have to just go on longer trips now. Take full advantage of that right. extra battery life and get more projects done at the same time. I know. I'm going like... to need to find my passport before I do all of that. <laughs> um, but that is the plan. That is definitely the plan. Every single thing that I have posted on my YouTube channel or everywhere was all edited on the M1. So I really am like, I have been waiting for this 16 inch for what, I guess like two years now maybe. And I watching the announcement, like I had goosebumps. Like I was almost in tears being like, oh my gosh, it's here. Oh, it feels like my birthday. So exciting. Yeah. So I, well, I, I think I know you're going to love it, not just same. for like your video editing workflows, but also for the playback experience. Like when you're watching, you know, TV plus content or anything in Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos, you're gonna love the on-screen experience with that amazing dynamic range. 
but also the audio experience is just next level. I think too, one of the things that I was actually very impressed and sur- like surprised by, I was like, oh my gosh, this is fully maxed out. Like this is going to cost a lot. And no, no, don't get me wrong. It is still, you know, definitely a little bit pricey and up there, but compared to previous years, like the M1, I feel like has actually like brought the price down. The value that you get now with M1 Pro is it's, it's pretty awesome. Imagine mm-hmm. a 14 inch MacBook Pro. It has more screen real estate than the previous generation 13 inch MacBook Pro. It has way more performance. It has seven additional hours of battery life. Um, you're talking about an advanced audio system. You're talking about the Liquid Retina XDR display. All of that, um, you know, for $19.99. So the kind of power and performance you're getting, the kind of front of screen experience, the audio experience is just extraordinary. Um, and uh, a couple other things I'll just mention, because I know you guys will be interested. Uh, we also had updates to Motion and Compressor. Compressor also takes a great advantage of, uh, of this amazing new hardware, especially, of course, the ability to uh, transcode the ProRes on hardware. Um, and so we're seeing incredible performance improvements in Compressor, 10 times faster ProRes transcode, up to 13 times for ProRes RAW, if you can believe it. So again, to my previous theme about just getting the job done quicker, Compressor's standing by ready to transcode those files faster than ever before on the new MacBook Pro. So definitely check that out. I'm a huge fan of Compressor because um, I too. always love exporting like multiple versions of things too. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to yes. do this like 720p version for the client and I'm sure it's going to be perfect. So I'm just going to, you know, export that 4K <laughs> one to upload. So it is really great. And I think a lot of people sometimes forget about Compressor, especially people that are new to editing, don't even know that it is an option. So definitely check it out because it's it honestly was game changing when I first discovered it many, many years ago at this point. Well, I've been using it for so long that I forgot there were other ways to even export. Like, <laughs> I was just yeah. I'm like, it's compressor or nothing or I don't <laughs> post anything. We also and I'll, I'll mention it uh, again because I'm sure you guys are interested. We also have new watch folders in compressor. So if you just want to create a folder in your file system somewhere and maybe you've got uh, 10 or 12 or 15 videos that you want to send off for transcoding, just put them in that folder. Compressor notices when they're there and does it all automatically. Oh, that's awesome. So another nice little addition there in terms of uh, streamlining workflow that you might want to check out. Yeah, that can be great for creating proxies. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Motion, I, I, I'll mention as well, Object Tracker is there. The cinematic mode support is also in Motion. And we have this beautiful new neon filter, which you can also use in File Cut. So just a small thing, but it's that's like this cool. beautiful electric glow you can put on things, which... I've enjoyed playing with anyway. You should check that out. Okay, so for anyone who might not be hardcore video editors, what's like the everyday day-to-day experience like? Oh, it's amazing uh, on these new uh, MacBook Pros. You'll see, you know, apps launch instantaneously. The front of screen experience on the Liquid Retina XDR display is gorgeous, no matter what you're doing. Um, Watching, you know, Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos content, it's so much fun. Um, You get this incredible, you know, HDR uh, experience and the audio experience is, you know, it surrounds you. Um, so people are going to just love using the new Mapper Pro and battery life is extraordinary with up to, you know, 17 hours of battery life uh, on the 14 inch Pro and up to 21 on the 16 inch Pro. Um, so we think uh, users are going to love these new systems, whether they're using it for everyday stuff like browsing the web and watching videos or doing pro workflows uh, in 3D apps in HDR. Um, and doing video editing in Final Cut. 
Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We cannot wait to get our hands on these devices. And yeah. Hopefully we'll, we can chat again soon. This was, this was this great. Thank you so much for coming back. We just love Apple and oh, we're yeah. just excited. I'm hyped. I can't <laughs> wait to work. Like you guys made me excited to go do work. <laughs> it was great to talk. Yes, you it was so great seeing so you. Thank, thank you. you guys. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed this special guest episode of the Same Brain Podcast. We always have so much fun chatting with our with our friends that come join us here on our podcast. I like to think they're our friends. I know. Well, I mean, you know, if, if they're not our friends, they're not going to want to hang out and that be is here true. on our show. That is true. This on, is a good point. On our program. They were on Tim our program. Called it. He, he, he called my YouTube channel program and it, it warmed my heart. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. I have been having the best Apple season ever. That's good. I'm very glad. I got my new Apple watch on. Me too. What do you oh. have? Wait, I, oh, what do you think of that? Stainless steel. It's oh, nice, that looks right? Ni oh, that does Don't look I good. Don't I look like a, I am making a fashion so what I decided to go with was the, the starlight because this one matched the gold phone, like the back of the phone. I wanted, I wanted the, the stainless uh, silver steel nice. stainless steel. I went with the graphite last time and I am obsessed with the lavender solar braided loop band. Wow. Does that look good? I know. Should I order the gold one? Now I'm maybe, maybe for my birthday, I'll get myself the gold watch. You'll forget by then, but you can do whatever you want. You guys make sure you remind me on my birthday, March 20th of 2022 <gasps> that I want to buy myself an Apple watch. I want a gold one. 2022. Where has the last two years gone? I'm shook. I'm still processing 2020. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching. We do have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash same brain or anchor.fm slash same brain. You can leave us voice messages, voice messages, but you also can leave us five star only reviews, Apple podcast. Thank you guys again for being here. We will see you again next time. Special episode 50. That's a wrap. Number 50. <laughs> Woo! We'll see you guys later. Thanks for watching or listening. <laughs>